you're just gonna guide us here, Ben, on our journey. Kind of. Like I said, I didn't take too many nerves away. I'm gonna spirit you guys away. away. Wow. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start with uh, (laughs) this movie's got great ratings. Even IMDb gave it an 8.6 out of 10, and IMDb does not give anyone a good rating. That's true, because the the weirdos on IMDb. Yeah, honestly, surprised it only got. Did you say eight point six? Yeah, for IMDb that's high. Yeah, I guess, but it's I not. Know. It's not the Joker, and they gave it over an eight. I'm surprised. Yeah, cl- like classic, like really good movies. They give like oh seven point yeah seven point five max. Yeah. I don't know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. It's all right. Ninety seven percent. I'll uh, I'll spirit you guys away to to start it off at least. Yeah. So I don't really know how to start yet, but it's probably going to be like, uh, welcome to Late to the Movies podcast, where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we're going to pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now. This week, we're talking about Spirited Away. Uh, My guest for the fourth time is Corey. Hey, you know me by now. Yes. (laughs) Once again, I I like that you keep bringing the catchphrases. Um, and then two new people to the podcast. Uh, like I said, this is Corey's fourth episode, uh, and this will be the third time a woman's been on race here. <laughs> wow, that's special. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, uh, two women, four Corys. It's here. like, yeah, I know, right? And also Greg's here. Hey, yeah. I'm ready to talk about Spirit Away. Good. Let's go. I hope so. Wait, first off, shout out Germany. Shout out to Germany. whoever's in Germany <laughs> listening. We see you. We hear you. We love you. Spread the word. They're all caught up. They they haven't. Ne- um, yeah, as of now, we've put out five episodes. They've listened to four of them, um, but the other one just came out today as we're recording this, so it's fine. They have time. All right. Guys, very specific targeting. Yeah. A little off topic. How disappointed would you be to find out this was me with a VPN watching these? Well, right? I actually we're said that sure. in the last episode. <laughs> it was like it's probably someone with VPN. But usually, when you connect to a VPN, it's like dynamically changing. The IP is like you switch countries. And why would you switch? Why would you go to Germany? Why not? Germany. Oh. I like Germany. Yeah. You have bad ping. So, yeah, once again, Guten Tag, uh, Das Movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about Spirited Away. That was Japanese, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect transition. Uh, before we get into the movie, though, usually start by talking a little bit about movie watching habits. And it just so happens that Greg and Ray are. In our friend group, probably the two people I've talked to movies about the most with. I think talk that's to movies about. I talk about movies with the most to. I don't know some combination of those words, but either way, um, yeah, that's is that fair to say? You're looking at yeah. me like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I do. I do. He's never that watched a movie say. in his no, life. No, that's that's definitely we fair. love movies. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Ray. Yeah, because oh, I yeah. had my job at the movie theater for like seven years. So. What, what a boon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So free movies. I married her just for, for the free movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did Little the math did once and we got like over $10,000 worth of free movies. So Jeez. Mm-hmm. Good Don't stuff. Don't forget the posters. Yeah, and a I have a posters. stack of free like, popcorn. I don't know, 300 posters? Yeah. Something like that? Trash bags full of popcorn? Do you have a spirited away one? I don't have a spirited no. away. It was really hard to get the really cool ones. Yeah. Like the ones yeah, that people if, really if you have do. any Miyazaki ones, I will. I'll pay money. No cash money. They're giving away mank like no tomorrow, but <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you to not. I give find that, to that me. hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that we talk about a lot is you guys host an Oscars party every year in uh, our friend group. So that is another kind of point of connection for movies. You mentioned Mank. Obviously, we all loved Mank last year. 
Um, best movie I've ever seen. It was the only Oscar winner, Oscar nominated <laughs> best picture that I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a lot of what we've talked about is um, the Oscar stuff. There's a there's a pool. There's a great trophy that like I won once. I don't know who else has won. You Just won Pat. once and Pat won seven times. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I remember the time I won. Um, <laughs> but you guys, these days, movie watching is not quite so much with the kid and all but not as much but we still like watch movies yeah we definitely make time for all the oscar movies Mm -hmm. any movie that i'm really interested in i want to say i'm a big movie buff but i do come in last almost every year in that oscar pool there it's because you go with your heart it is because i go with my heart but i feel like you could flip coins and do better than i do but that's okay but you actually watch them they don't know you actually watch them though i do watch them i have a lot of opinions on them they're apparently wrong but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and you don't look up like the odds before you go with your heart. And there's definitely, yeah, you're you're a purist, a yeah, real soul I feel skater. Like it's, like, it's against the the spirit of the game. Yeah, I don't want them mm-hmm. to know what other people Scouts are yeah. are planning on picking, unless it's obviously people coming to the party because I'll discuss the movies beforehand with them and kind of get Smart. an idea. But I won't be like looking online to see what like film critics think is going to win and stuff. One of my favorite things you guys do is you get a roundup of um, I don't know if what the word is the weirdest scenes yeah the weirdest scenes yeah yeah that's done before we watch the oscars we pick all the weirdest scenes throw them all together and then we we display them to the the party goers and we see if we can come to kind of a consensus because there's always some really really weird scenes in those Mm -hmm. movies yeah this year was like a little weak though i felt it was this year was definitely weaker than past years yeah this year the winner was uh my octopus teacher and it yeah. was basically the entire movie. Yeah, it was just yeah. how into that octopus yeah. he was, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's that movie. Caresses I didn't watch it, the octopus I saw a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And he, the way he and describes it. He stares out a window. Yes. And then yeah. it shows him caressing the octopus some more and yeah, talking about his love. Yeah, the octopus is like on octopus. his bare chest. And, yeah, he like yeah. rubs it onto his chest and stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. Sensual. It sounds weird, but then you think about a dog. You're just constantly petting a dog all day. The dog's like not on like your lap. This. Not like this. Not like, not like this. this. No. Like you're like rubbing them onto your bare chest and like. Yeah. Oh, I, I just do that with my pets because, you know, there's enough hair there where they feel like I'm a motherly <laughs> figure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hairy mom. I don't know. I think there's a difference between a dog and an octopus. Like I can I can t- I can picture I taking a dog and be like, oh, look at this little dog and like rubbing it on you. But an octopus. Yeah. But which one won an Oscar, right? Yeah. I knew that one was going to fucking win. I know. I didn't pick it. <clears throat> I did. I did good this year on that. I didn't watch I didn't actually, any of the movies. This was like the Which only year I could have won. So much. Yeah, that's true. That is cool. But actually a reversal of that this week because you guys hadn't seen it before, right? No. No. I saw Spirited Away when I was like 13 and I remember okay. nothing from it. Cool. And Greg hadn't seen it before. No. Meanwhile, this is your favorite movie? Oh, yeah. This is... Hands down, been consistently my favorite movie throughout the years, um, ever since it came out. I remember seeing it on on TV when like movies happened at a certain time, yeah, um, and you couldn't just look it up. Um, yeah, honest, all of the Miyazaki movies are or Studio Ghibli movies, yeah, are just oh, yeah. they hit hit here. I have in my heart. This, I hadn't seen any of his movies. This was the first one. Really, it's a good yeah. one to start with. Yeah, and I like animated movies a lot too. I feel like I feel like yeah. Not that I don't appreciate like cinematography and movies and stuff, but there's just something like kind of special about the way like people choose to animate certain things. And I don't know. I feel like I really enjoy like just watching certain things. And it was animated so well, this one. Well, especially Studio Ghibli, like 
their like traditional animation, like all of the the backgrounds of this movie were hand hand drawn or hand painted. Um, and I, I watched the documentary of um, Miyazaki and, and they showed like the original backgrounds and it was just like they spent a lot of time on those backgrounds. Backgrounds are real nice. Hey, was it all watercolor? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Mm. This movie. When, when was this thing released? It's a little older. Oh, right? one. Oh, one. Yeah. yeah. It's 2000 and then 01 here, right? Oh, yeah. It just says 01 on the... but that, uh, That'll be important later. Oh, so 02 yeah. in USA. Okay, so 01 and then 02. And I know it was a year later. Thanks, Disney, I guess. Yeah, it's so funny, too, that when you told me it was uh, like Disney and like Pixar who brought it over. Because when I saw it and they had mentioned like in the showing we did that like, you know... It had won like an Academy Award, but he hasn't made movies in a while. And I was like, oh, well, Pixar's probably happy about that because they fucking win every year <laughs> and they have like no competition. Like they, they blow everyone else out of the water. And I was like, they would not blow him out of the water if he was still making some shit. Because this was, like I said, I really liked the way a lot of it was animated. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. It just looks right the, the way that and vibrant and just like it flows in such a way that is just awesome i, I really like the way they move yeah i yeah. think it's a lot different than like some of the i don't know american animations that we're used to mm -hmm. you know like it's very different from like a pixar movie or mm -hmm. you know something like that even like the way they like run and stuff it just looks so nice like i feel like that's something that's hard to get right to an animation like getting like someone's gait correctly and i feel like they do it really really well and even the way everyone moves which I feel like is particularly impressive because a lot of those characters are really weird. Yeah. So like to make them not only this really strange character, but m make it very believable, like the way they move and stuff. And I feel like all that seemed really realistic, but then every now and then they throw in something where like their bodies like tense up and all their hair like shoots back or something yeah. when like something like kind of comical is happening. Yeah, it's, it's expressionistic in really interesting ways while still having a consistency of how everything's moving. And it's not all the same either. Like you see the way that the radish spirit is moving, this big, basically big fat guy in a small red loincloth who is a radish. <laughs> and you're like, that is how that guy would move yes. for sure. Kind of mm -hmm. slow and plodding. What, however the stink spirit moves through the town and over the bridge, mm -hmm. it all just like makes sense. And it's just so... I mean, every frame of this is just so nice to look at. Uh, we should mention that we all went to see this on the big screen, which was really cool. I'm really glad we did that. Uh, what an opportunity. And just for the sake of clarity, I guess we that version was dubbed. You guys have rewatched it since. Did you watch the dubbed version again or the subbed? I just watched the dubbed version yeah. again. You wanted to be consistent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to be consistent. I think we almost picked the subbed version for the that watching but i think the dubbed version was on a week and night and the subbed one was like a weekday yeah. afternoon yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i remember we were thinking like eh, what you know it doesn't really matter but one of these like you said like no, early like yeah <laughs> mid-afternoon on a weekend or yeah like 12 p.m on a tuesday or something <laughs> uh, i'm sure it wasn't that but still uh very cool they're doing by the time this comes out it might be over but i think there are four different miyazaki films that are being shown on the big screen across America in the fall. I really should have signed up for all four of them. I know. I, I think it was Hal's was another one. I don't remember the other two. I'd be super two. interested in seeing some of these other ones. Mm. Well, uh, they're all on HBO Max now. After a very long time, 
the uh, Ghibli movies were not on any kind of streaming service or digital service. And then when HBO Max launched, one of the big draws of it, uh, one of the big like marketing points was we have all of them now. They find hopefully paid Miyazaki a lot of money for that. Mm. <laughs> they had to have. Yeah, they had to have. Um, so that's that's where they all live now. And, you know, I don't know. Seeing it on the big screen, obviously. I know I wouldn't say something's lost, especially with a movie like this, if you're just watching it on your phone or whatever, but I'm glad we saw it on the big screen. Before we get too much more into reaction, though, let's do a brief plot summary. Traditionally, one of the people who hasn't seen the movie before gives a brief plot summary, if either of you want to take up that mantle. Sure. How 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 brief a plot summary? Like you want uh, to go start to finish? Or just like, start to finish, but like box. under a minute and a half. Ooh. Um, so 20 our, words or less. What? 20 words or less. Oh my God. <laughs> Multi, but you can do many sections of 20 words or less. Oh, no, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. So uh, our, this movie here is about a, a young girl moving to a, a new town. On the way to her new town, they her parents pull over and find an abandoned theme park. They cross a river to go investigate this theme park and accidentally cross over into uh, the spirit world. Her parents are turned into pigs uh, due to some of their own gluttony. And we follow uh, Chihiro's adventure through the the spirit world as she's trying to uh, get out and save her parents. She has to take a job working at this bathhouse for spirits, which is where most of our uh, movie takes place. There's a uh, a pr- another protagonist, uh, Haku, who's helping her, and there is an antagonist. Oh, what, what's you Yeah, Yubaba, who is actually the one who gives her this job. So that's kind of uh what's happening, and uh, most of the movie is about her growth throughout this adventure as she starts off as this kind of timid girl and kind of finds her way into herself and obviously she uh does eventually get out of this spirit world and back into the the real world with her her parents with her pretty much it the this movie sits at such an amazing intersection of kid logic and dream logic um for me it's just so you know how like in in your dreams there's like someone that maybe they're like they look like a famous person, but you know that's your uncle for some reason. <laughs> like that's kind of how this operates, sort of. Um, and it's just such a cool vibe throughout. So that's sort of an overall impression from the beginning. Though I I just love the setup. It's any kid moving to a new town. Obviously, she's got like some reservations. She sees her new school, doesn't want to look at it. Who would? Um, her dad talks about how many caches and credit cards he has as they're walking to the theme park, yeah. yep. <laughs> the obviously abandoned theme park. He's like, don't worry, I've got cash and credit cards. <laughs> he's wearing a polo and, you the know. dad. He's like, uh, maximum dadding. Mm-hmm. And- will not take uh, driving advice from his wife. No, won't take driving advice from his wife. To be fair, the wife is very judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> All she does is yell at that poor kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was hoping she was going to stay as a pig. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Yeah, that that whole bit is like, I mean, I know like, oh, whatever, let's investigate this. I don't know, go meet up with the movers first. You can come back. The movers have a key. <laughs> like, they can like, start oh, without we're just, us. They're going to start without us. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you going in here? And I'm I'm very, as, as someone who was a very scared child, I very much on Chihiro's side, when she's like, nah, 
I don't want to do this. Can we go home, please? Honestly, in the beginning, I was like, oh, she's so whiny. She was kind of whiny, yeah. Yeah, I was not totally on her side. Just I was like, oh, she's so no. whiny and like. But I thought that the the parents were typical like white family walking into a haunted house kind of yes, thing. Yes, the you whole know? time like, oh, <laughs> there's been twelve murders in this house. Let's move right in. Got a sick deal on it. Yeah, not even like they didn't even go to their house. They look. They went searching for the most haunted location they could find. <laughs> Just right off the bat. Yeah, and well, this place is entirely it. abandoned. Yeah, let's go see if they have, have food. To check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, there's just food sitting here. Yeah, yeah this food, is totally yeah. for sale. A whole buffet, yeah. <laughs> so, like, and that buffet they find is deep in this abandoned theme park. Yeah. It's not like this. They have not seen another person in. for several hundred yards at least of this abandoned theme park. Yeah, everything else is clearly abandoned. <laughs> but for some reason, they think it's a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they sit down. Daddy's got cash and credit. It's fine. <laughs> Yep, and uh, they they eat away. That's how they turn into pigs. Shahiro doesn't make it past the river by nightfall, so she enters the spirit world. And that's basically where we kick off everything else. Uh, We don't have to go like beat by beat. If there's anything you specifically want to touch on, just start talking about it and we'll all, you know, get there. But So one thing, maybe someone else knows because I've only seen this movie those two times recently. Um, The parents turn into pigs. It has something to do with gluttony, right? Yep. Very much so. Yeah. Because they just cannot stop eating and they're very clearly like tempted by this food. Like they see it, they are like they have the the like wafting smell trail and stuff, and the dad's like running after it and stuff. Why does Chihiro not care about it at all? Um Is it just because she's like scared and wants to leave? But like this food doesn't tempt her at all. She's not like Something well, about her being like a kid and kind of innocent. I think or... it's not the food itself that's tempting them. Like there's nothing special about it. They're they're just like hungry and they're like, hey, we'll eat that. But Jihiro, I think she specifically specifically says that's not ours, or like like that's. I, I think she says she mentioned something like, like we we shouldn't eat that. Like come on, let's go. Like that's not ours. But the parents don't care. They're like, yeah, because he says something about like, don't worry, I'll pay for it when yeah people get back or something. Yeah. Right? The... Like, she knows better as a child. They're like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. But the the parents are like, we're adults. We know what to do. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that. And she's obviously pretty scared, too. Mm -hmm. Look how skinny she was. Probably it's like four crackers a day. Yeah, not going to eat just random food that showed up in, to a kid's mind, an obviously haunted theme park. (laughs) Um, She wasn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah. In a larger sense, um, I think that's pretty much what happened, why it is in the movie. Why they put it in the movie like that is it's about consumerism and stuff. We can get to all that stuff at the end when we're talking about more of like the metatextual stuff. Oh, okay. But, but yeah. Well, I guess before we get into the movie, I, that's what I was looking up on my phone, something about the whole Disney thing. Hmm. So mm-hmm. um, the relationship between Miyazaki and Disney had a pretty interesting start. Originally, Disney, it was during Princess Mononoke, said to Miyazaki, we'll show this in America, but you have to cut it. You have to cut parts out of it because two hours is too long. Nobody's going to sit through it. And he just straight up answered and just said, no cuts. And then they eventually played it. And it was actually a pretty, it was not popular. Um, (laughs) Mononoke is pretty brutal, too. (laughs) It is, yeah. Um, It's not like the most children children like like i wouldn't show that to renly (laughs) it's like violently environmentalist right so 
Which isn't really what Disney's about. <laughs> Honestly, I was surprised because this one was like over two hours or right on that like two hour yeah, mark. Yeah. Mm. And when we were like telling our babysitter originally how, when we were going to be back, I was like, yeah, I didn't looked it up. But I was like, well, it'll be probably like an hour and a half because like, oh, it's like a, a two, early 2000s animated movie. Yeah, like, you know, it's going to be an hour and a half. Animated. And then I went and like looked it up later to be sure. I was like, oh, my God, this is like a two hour movie. Then there's like, I was like, there's probably previews and stuff. I was like, oh, man, this this is going to be a long one. I remember it feeling long when we were sitting in the theater. I feel like there was a point. I don't remember what had happened in the movie, but I feel like we both looked at each other and were like, oh, wow, we have a lot left. I think we definitely said that at one point. Like, wow, I there's definitely a lot of movie left. I can't that was, though, but yeah. yeah. It didn't feel like it dragged or anything, No, though. but it was just like, it was oh, very this has enjoyable. been going on for a while. <laughs> and we still have a lot more. This is yeah. interesting. Yeah, even when Spirited Away released in America, it like critics loved it. Like they like it was overwhelm an overwhelming success amongst critics, but like the average person, like it didn't the sales weren't good um, until it, I think it was when they won an award for it, the Academy Award. Yeah, I'm not good. It, at the it whole picked movie up awards, some so. momentum at different award ceremonies around. Um, Disney didn't. Disney covered ten percent of the production cost in order to have right of first refusal to put it out in America, but Ghibli being what it is, Miyazaki being how he is, they've never given up merch rights mm-hmm. to any third party ever. Um, so Disney didn't market it when it came out in America because they they make their money mm-hmm. on selling toys and they weren't going to be allowed to sell toys for yeah. it. So they didn't really market it when it came out. Miyazaki does not give a fuck. Nope. He's like, yeah, this, if, if it does bad, whatever. Like, I, we're not giving <laughs> yeah. you the rights. Disney. Have you ever been to a Ghibli store? No. Um, no there's like, they're, they're pretty sp- sparse. Um, they, I went to one in Korea. There's, I think there's just one, um, and one in Japan and it was like just one like one toy a week that you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like this, even the store itself was built kind of like a Miyazaki movie. Like there, the walls weren't normal. There was like trees built into the walls and stuff like that. It was just really cool because they only sell that stuff there. Like, like Ben said, I don't think any Ghibli things are sold elsewhere. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I think I saw a giant Totoro at Newberry Comics. I feel like I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, Totoro just specifically like, yeah, just is Totoro. not not stoppable, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's out there. It looks too cuddly. Look how cute he is. I, mean, too I know it's maybe the embodiment of death, but it's just so cuddly. He was in Toy Story, wasn't <laughs> he? Take. Isn't he one of Bonnie's toys? Yeah, well, yeah. that's also okay. Well, we I I don't know if we want to foreground John Lasseter and Pixar, but <laughs> that was a shout out because Lasseter was the huge fan at Pixar that made Disney go get the rights to distribute this. Gotcha. Because he was reading that. <laughs> yeah, he was so in love. Fortunately, not inappropriately for once with Miyazaki's films that um, he just like forced Disney to do this. Uh, he of course has since resigned in disgrace within the last few years. Um, and got a new job at, I think it's Skydance Animation, I want to say, um, where as all people in his position did, he resigned in disgrace, immediately got a job as a head of a different studio. So. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so that's the Pixar element of all this <laughs> stuff. But he loves Miyazaki's film. So yes, um, there's a Totoro in, in uh, Toy Story because it's an Easter egg, I guess. Okay. Honestly, I think Totoro is one of the reasons I hadn't watched any of these Miyazaki movies. <laughs> Too mainstream yeah, for you? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh. I hate that guy. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> no, because he was he's like, so cute. 
cute. <laughs> he was cute, but like in a very mainstream like like i didn't know what the movies were about but i was like oh it's that one that everyone likes He's that cute character from you know what such i mean so i like didn't think about any more of it i was like yeah. oh yeah those are those movies that have that like cute th- cat thing that everyone likes <laughs> you should probably watch totoro well, that yeah one does have i feel a like cat it's bus, less cute so like it's after like, i've seen this one i was <laughs> kind like kind of uncomfortable even though I, that <laughs> right. was like a yeah. long time ago that i yeah. i thought of that and like you know yeah. In much in more recent years, obviously, I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch those eventually." But they were just kind of on the list. Totoro was everywhere. Like, yes, I feel like we were in like high school. Totoro yeah, was like, like a, a thing. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely true." Yeah, it was a Newberry Comics thing. Maybe Hot Topic got in there. I don't know. I think so. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of sort of since we were talking about Miyazaki, and we're kind of starting with the context of it before talking about the movie itself. There's this one thing, I'm not even sure when it happened, but I, I just looked up the article so I can reference exactly what he said, but he went to this AI animation studio to be presented with, oh, this could be like a movie making tool, and the team working on this AI animation put together like a demonstration for him of you can program a character based on what limbs and what qualities you give them, it'll move in like the most efficient way possible. And they made like this really monstrous combination of just like a head with an arm. And so it was moving by like slamming its head yeah. in the ground, like moving and then like drag, dragging its arm or whatever. You you can find the video of it. It doesn't look great, but it's clearly like something that these people just put so much time into. And it was like their baby. They cracked how to make characters animate themselves basically. And uh, they showed it to Miyazaki and he said, I strongly feel this is an insult to life itself. Oh and um, and so there's this video of him. And then it's just like a very silent room. And I'm pretty sure that they start crying. And then he's just like, that's how he feels. Miyazaki's a very cynical person. Yeah, this is an art. Sorry. I, I this is awful. Watching his documentary. He like hates everyone or like doesn't think highly of everyone except yeah. for children and goats. I think that was the, yes. were the two things. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Well, the uh, generation of Japanese adults that Shihiro's parents came from, obviously, he didn't think very highly of. Clearly, yes. Uh, <laughs> what with all the, the piggishness, I mm-hmm. suppose. I think I could gather that immediately from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's wearing like a Western style polo and he's got the cash and the credit cards and, but, you know, all that stuff. Um, so. Yeah, whatever. We're already talking about it. So here's the quote (laughs) that he has about the pigs. Uh, I pulled it up. This part I'm going to cut out, obviously. You don't have to. It makes it feel real raw. So raw. I can talk while while you look it up. Yeah, so. Yeah, Miyazaki, he's an interesting character who, like, is the epitome of stubborn Japanese man <laughs> like he does not you know he, he does not break to what like he thinks should be done like with his movies he's very strict and that that entire two-hour movie was all hand animated like everything was hand drawn all by hand yeah I think you could tell two hours mm-hmm. yeah it looks so nice though because of yeah that. it's like it's magical like Honestly. that movie, I had, I got that feeling like on the, I don't even know how to describe it, but I, like the only word I could use mm-hmm. is, is magical. It's the characters. They're yeah. just so like unique. Yeah. Right, we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. The character design is the best part of that movie by yeah. far. Yeah. They all have personality. Yeah. 
And, and I was talking about the the dream and the kid logic, and that applies to that too. They all just make sense. There's this sort, this weird sort of synergy between the characters and the story that's happening. And it's all fantastical, but it's all grounded in real characters. And um, yeah, there's, like you said, I just can't put my finger on what it is. It's like a magic trick, this movie. I feel like I could go to film school for a billion years and not understand the moment to moment of how this is doing what it's doing to produce the effect that it has on me. And it sounds like on you guys too, where it's just like, yeah, this is maybe a perfect movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is maybe a perfect movie. And it's about like everything that matters at the same time (laughs) in human existence. We were talking about, um, uh, Haku. We think he's like the, I think he's the, the like coolest character, like his design. Oh yeah. Because like spoiler alert, he turns into a dragon, but <laughs> he's like a very long dragon and his face is very much like a wolf's face instead of like what you would imagine being a dragon's face. And then you pointed out that his feet are like he's got bird feet. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah, it's like bird legs. Yeah, he's yeah. got bird legs. It's very it's a very different design. Yeah, yeah. it's very unique for a dragon. I don't think he has wings either. No, no he just no. shimmies. He just shimmies. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he a, moves he's, like, a, he's a river spirit. He moves right? like water. So. Yeah, he moves yeah. like yeah. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's real cool. His color schemes works really well too. He's just. I'm very close to pulling the trigger on getting um, a Haku tattoo in dragon oh. form. Yeah. That'd be a cool tattoo. The whole yeah. way his like mouth is animated too because he growls at some points. At some points there's like blood dripping out of his mouth. And it's just yeah. animated, like it. It looks perfect after he got cut by the the little floating yeah. things from yeah. above his sister, the, like the paper birds or whatever. Yeah, you see his mouth up close a lot of times, and every time it's like he's growling or drooling or blood's coming out, and it just looks like perfect. The way he moves through like the sky, it's just mm-hmm. so cool. Like it's not it's really what awesome. you, how you'd think. Like he's not just gliding; he's swimming. Yeah, he yeah. swims. Yeah. Absolutely, just really cool. Right, because he's a river spirit, right? Oh yeah, well, I mean, well yeah. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> We're talking about this like it's Wait, all he's every what? moment's <laughs> happening at the same time. At the end, they it's just like a minute later, right in Shahiro's worlds and her parent to her parents or whatever. So all of these things are basically happening at the same time, right? No, <laughs> it's, not. it's later at the end. I know, but what her parents think? Her parents think it's the same the, time. Yeah, oh, they, they think, do. They think it's a prank that their car is covered in leaves and stuff. And dust, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Someone yeah. put dust Someone in our car. Someone put dust all over our car. <laughs> Those pranksters down this, well, we're lost in the middle of the woods at this abandoned theme park. Greg and I were wondering, like, did people report them missing? Like, how long the, have they the been gone? The movers must have, right? Yeah. Maybe, unless they, you know, they started <laughs> like, without. Maybe they, maybe they just figured we have a key they'll come by themselves yeah i'm really curious they realized we had a key maybe they went to go visit an abandoned theme park your car is dusty though it's been a while you missed a mortgage payment also like plants grew in yeah (laughs) like that plants are grow pretty slowly it had to have been months i mean i feel like somebody would have checked in right if your family's moving to a new place well what period of time was this do they have phones or cell phones at least they had cell phones yeah maybe not cell phones you baba had a phone but that, that was also a mystical world, so. Their car looked kind of modern. Yeah. And her phone was That's just true. a skull. Yeah, they definitely skull. had phones. Skulls have been around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they could use a skull phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Maybe I'll cut this back in to earlier, but it's not really as relevant to what we're talking about now. But 
this seems to be paraphrasing what Miyazaki said about the pigs. Shihiro's parents turning into pigs symbolizes how some humans become greedy. At the very moment Shihiro says there's something odd about this town, her parents turn into pigs. There were people that turned into pigs during Japan's bubble economy of the 1980s. And these people still haven't realized they've become pigs. Once someone becomes a pig, they don't return to being human, but instead gradually start to have the body and soul of a pig. These people are the ones saying, we are in a recession and don't have enough to eat. This doesn't just apply to the fantasy world. Perhaps this isn't a coincidence, and the food is actually an analogy for a trap to catch lost humans. So that, I guess, is what he was going for. Um, But yeah, and this is, you know, the guy who made like the best kids movie ever. So (laughs) yeah, after you watch some more Miyazaki movies, just watch his documentary. It's like... I have to watch it at the end. You think he's just this like cheery, like happy dude that's just making these beautiful moves? No, <laughs> no, he's he's very. I wouldn't have thought whoever made this movie was a cheery, happy dude. To be honest, yeah. that's true. No. Well, yeah. especially if you watch other movies, like it's always the opposite with okay. artists. It's the like tortured, depressed people that make the really happy things, yeah. and then like the really happy, bubbly people make the really like dark art. Well, actually, yeah, this movie. If if you're watching it as a kid, it looks like a happy like cool movie but if you're watching it as an adult you pick up on so much more that's like ooh. yeah it's yeah. got a lot of deeper meanings yeah which i won't go into yet because i don't know i don't know what point of the podcast we're at whenever we're we're all over the place but then but in a like a i think a good fun way yeah <laughs> um i like this about? better than just like going like yeah this happens then this happens um if again if there's anything specific that you want to talk about happening we can do that um let's get into no face a little bit yeah, I was about to say that I, there is something specific I want to talk about, and it's him. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> um, him. Is it him? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, fair no, 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 just, yeah, like, no. Just him is what we want to talk about. Oh. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Oh, no face Halloween costume. Honestly, it's all I can think about. <laughs> <Same. is that> <laughs> Halloween <laughs> the first thing he saw when we watched it, he was like, he does have legs. I was like, why does that matter? He's like, so he could wear the sexy Halloween yeah. costume. He has very <laughs> noticeable <laughs> legs. Yes, we did. We and did, the way um, he like walks where his leg comes out to, yeah. it is in like not a sexy way, but you could easily make it sexy. Make it sexy. If you so want. this is what you wanted to talk about with no face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For reference, we're talking about the if you've ever seen it, it's a picture of no face, but like uh, a sexy woman's leg sticking out of the yeah. dress yeah. thing. That, yeah. yeah. You know, there's always like the terrible, sexy, whatever for Halloween costumes. Who does this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My future wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's probably a dude. So why oh. could no future face best friend see Chihiro as she was walking across the bridge? I took it as more of uh Chihiro noticed him. He was looking her. at her though. He definitely yeah. like stares her down. Mm. Well, so, she's also the only human there, right? So she's invisible when she's yeah, across she's not the supposed bridge. To be None seen of the other spirits. spirits. Can see That's her. a good point. Yeah, so you could you it, can it, tell it, you guys it, rewatched it, this two days ago, and it's been a couple weeks for me. <laughs> it's de- very deliberate that like no face notices her when yeah. she's crossing know, the bridge. It's not my theory. It's a theory I saw that I it. really think it's a good possibility that no face is actually another human stuck in the spirit world. And he's been there for so long that he's like, you know, part spirit. We were also concerned with him because he has something else to do with greed. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. he starts eating people when they take what he's giving them. And we know. Yeah. So what he does is he offers somebody something small. And if they take it, he offers them more. 
And then if they take the the second time, that's when he like freaks out and like tries to eat them. So like he gets really mad with Chihiro because she he offers her the bath token and she mm-hmm. takes it. And then he yeah. offers her because she needs it. Then he offers her the bucket of bath tokens. And she said, I only need one. I don't need those. And he's like all confused about it. Um, yeah. And then it happens again with. Um, what was the second time? Oh, he offers a gold. He, op- he offers her the gold. And she, and she says, it. like, I, I don't need that. I need, I need to go need help to, my friend. Yeah, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. I need to leave. Yeah. yeah. My friend's in yeah. trouble. I need to leave. But with everybody else, like when the frog comes up, he offers him the one little nugget of gold. Yeah. And then he takes the gold and then he offers him more and he like immediately takes it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I noticed too, Jihiro always chooses like her. The word she always picks is I don't need. Like she's not taking things she doesn't need. And I feel like that very much has something to do with like greed and gluttony where you're taking more than you need because like you said she does take the first bath token because she needs that one she needs that one It'll to like, help someone mm-hmm. yeah because she was told to go get this mm-hmm. one you need this bath token and they won't give it to her and he gives it to her instead so i i don't know i found that very interesting i don't totally understand what's happening with it well i think it's another thing that has depending on what layer you want to engage with it in if you're a kid then it is about you know greed or whatever not taking what you don't need not taking what isn't yours etc but then it, it maybe it's also just capitalism i don't have a quote about that one but it's not so much that no face is greedy it's that he needs to be like attended to right he needs the constant not necessarily attention maybe but gratification he needs that he needs to be fed yeah constantly. that's what it was he, he was feeding off of it and like he you know he while he was in the bathhouse he got like bigger and bigger and like more yeah. full of like garbage oh, yeah and um it's not that he needs money Ch- specific yeah but Chihiro at the end greedy. said like he needed to be out of the bathhouse because something something bad happens to him in there i think it was and gluttonous. i think it's just yeah because the, the right. whole bathhouse environment people. was yeah full of greed and like people just right being yeah lavish he and, yeah he didn't start getting weird with it until he swallowed the frog and the frog was greedy yeah. <laughs> and yeah that kind of solidifies the theory that he's a human because what did the humans do right at the beginning immediately started eating everything wouldn't right, stop yeah what did he try to do the whole time? He was just trying to eat. Yeah. He didn't turn into a pig because he's already like, you know, in the spirit realm. Probably has already eaten spirit food. Maybe. I mean, I'm not so- totally sold on that idea. But yeah. um, before Haku comes along and saves Jihiro, as soon as she comes into the spirit world, she starts like disappearing. Like, yeah. Like, de- like, I can't remember if she starts, like, going see-through or, yeah. like, actually disappearing. I think she goes see-through. Mm-hmm. And he comes and, like, feeds or something. And it's like, oh, if you don't eat this, you're going to... I forget what he says. If you're going to become You a have to eat or- spirit food to stay in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know what happens to you if you don't do that. They weren't very clear, but maybe you end up like, no face. Yeah. <laughs> nope. They, oh, they don't feel don't the need to be real- right. You disappear, and that's why you're... Like he has no, 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 maybe there's also another very hot take theory on the movie of like what it all represents. I don't know if you, you, Ben, you might've seen this. Oh, um, Yubaba's bathhouse. It's a whole movie about prostitution and Yubaba's bathhouse is actually a brothel. Um, and it's like, has to do with like prostitution, child prostitution, because hold on. Um, they had some really good theories of, of why it's a metaphor of prostitution. So in the Edo period of Japan, um, bathhouses were a cover for brothels. Um, and guess what the madams of the establishments were called? Yubaba. Um, 
And so Yubaba gets Chihiro to sign over her name and become Sen. In real life, the bathhouses, it was common for, quote, loose women to sign over their identities to the madams. Um, and when looking at it from this perspective, um, the Chihiro's interactions with No Face gets a lot creepier because he keeps trying to like give her money to like almost like buy her and like make her his. Um, and Miyazaki said a quote about this when, when um, in an interview when he was asked about it, he said, I think the most appropriate way to symbolize the modern world is the sex industry. Hasn't Japanese society become like the sex industry? So in other words, the conspiracy theorists are right. Spirit Away is a metaphor of prostitution. That certainly seems... It's a, yeah, it's an interesting, yeah. interesting thought. And he didn't say no. He was just like, well... Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I feel like this is the kind of movie that can support the weight of that while also functioning as something that a kid can watch and get the you know adventure and colorful characters out of. And not that it's an action movie, but there is some action. I think a lot there, and then also obviously the quieter moments that are just pristine beautiful constructions that are not like anything else in animation ever mm -hmm. i think kids would actually really like this movie like as i think about it. i really don't i don't know why i never really thought about it and like as a kids movie kind of thing but yeah when we were saying kids movies he was thinking about like tweens kind of right he's a he wanted to make a movie for younger girls because he was seeing that they weren't really served by anything he read a bunch of i think they're like shoji I guess the the equivalent of like J14 here, right? Mm -hmm. And he saw that it was mostly about, you know, boys and crushes and romance, but that's not what their whole worlds are about. There's a lot of other stuff that's going on with with girls that age and there's not really anything for them. So he wanted to make something for them. So it's not really for like little kids, it's for people sort of yeah, coming of age. Um and in that it definitely sense. works as a coming of age movie, yeah. For sure. I do feel like get a job and contribute to the economy or you'll be sent to hell. <laughs> I think you no, you'll just be killed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't even mention eternal damnation, just that I think you Baba will kill you if you don't get a job. You get turned into yeah. like a pig or a fed pig stuff. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do really like how they like display Jihiro like you know, growing into herself in this movie. I think, especially after watching it a second time, I really like when she first arrives at the bathhouse and um, Haku tells her like, oh, you got to go down to the boiler room and stuff. And she has to like actually go down the stairs to it. And the stairs are on like the outside of the building. And I mean, it's on the outside of the building going down over like a cliff, but it's not particularly like narrow or steep stairs. I think there might have been a railing. Yeah. They look like normal ass <laughs> stairs. And she tries to like crawl down the stairs instead because she's too afraid. And like it's like a whole ordeal to get down this fucking regular ass staircase. And then like three quarters of the way through the movie, she decides like she's trying to get upstairs. Well, she was going down the stairs too and she slipped a little, right? And then she like just ran screaming down the rest yes. of the stairs. Well, the the momentum, it got away from her. Yes. It's like screaming. when you're pinwheeling your arms and you got to keep making more motion to stay still. Yes, yes. And she screams the whole way, like a huge ordeal. And like three quarters of the way through the movie, she decides she has to get upstairs. She can't take the elevator. So she fucking like climbs on like, she's running across fucking pipes and climbing yeah. through windows. 
totally cool with it at that point. Yeah, she just straight up uncharted outside the outside of the building to get up to like try and save Haku at that point. Yes. You can see she's much braver. Yeah. Well, she cares about Haku. She cares about stuff now beyond herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was that was really uh, a good way to do that, especially like I said, it was a regular ass staircase and she had to scream her way down (laughs) the staircase. Yeah. And then later she can like fucking climb this ladder on the fucking to the roof of this building and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She gets to the bottom of the stairs, goes to the boiler room and meets up with uh, Kamaji. Kamaji, right. Yeah, Boiler okay. Man. I was going to say Hamaji. I was like, I know that's wrong. Kamaji with all his super long arms. He's yeah, really I love cool. that character. Yeah, he's great. He's The character designs are awesome. Yeah, and he's obviously one of the more notable, more memorable character designs because he has, I think, six arms? I think he has six arms, and they oh. are of nondescript length. <laughs> yes, they change. They go-go gadget as long as they need to mm-hmm. to grab the different things at this point, you're not really sure what's happening. You eventually figure out kind of how this place functions. He's the guy who is making the water hot and mixing up the different herbs oh, and baths. whatever yeah. to make the different kinds of mixes for the baths. Um, but you don't really know that at first. You just see this guy with spider arms. Like buckets and shit. <laughs> just working machinery. And a huge wheel. <laughs> with yeah, a mean mustache. With an mean mustache. amazing mustache. Commanding got, some little fuzzy guys. <laughs> yeah, he's got soot sprites that are... Love those things. Bringing coal into a furnace for him. And you're just like, yes, all of this. And, and you have to ask him for a job. <laughs> and do not take no for an answer. <laughs> and, and all of it's just like... Yes, that sounds correct. Yeah. That is what I have to do. I'm going to do that at a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> I need a job now. Uh, no. That's the only I thing need I a job now. With, uh... Yeah, don't take no. They're going to try to intimidate you into not taking a job, but just keep asking. Well, that seems like a boomer kind of approach, doesn't it? Wicked <laughs> bad. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just, just, just show go, up. Just and show up and job. ask for an application. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, what I did, I showed up and I was like, hey, I, I can do this job. I'm a hard worker and I got the job. You just got to do yeah, the same. Yeah, I worked there for 40 years. I married the boss's <laughs> daughter. It was fine. <laughs> I also really liked in this, the beginning of this movie. I noticed all the direction that Haku gives to Jihiro, she fucks it up. Yeah. She does literally every single thing he asks her to do. She does it wrong. She yeah. doesn't. She doesn't. Hold, she can't hold her breath across the bridge. Well, he tells her not to go to Yubaba and demand Kamaji give you a job. No matter what happens, make sure Kamaji gives you a job. I mean, she did and ask he's Kamaji like, for um, the job, and then he helped her. So maybe that was what yeah, he had intended. I don't know. It might have been, but Haku's direction was very, very clear. Yeah, don't you talk have to Yubaba. <laughs> get a job from the boiler man, or Yubaba's gonna kill you. Classic child. And yeah. he's like, "Do not. That's it. You have to do that. And do not take no for an answer. He's gonna try to tell you no." Don't take no for an answer. She asks like two times. He says no both times. And she's like, well, fuck. I guess I'll go see you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> guess it's time to die. <laughs> but that's the other thing. She does screw up, I feel like, everything he says. But by the end of the movie, I don't remember at what point, but I remember she gets some kind of direction from somebody, again, towards the end. And she she does it. She, she's good at shit by the end of the movie. Yeah. She got the train tickets and went all the way to see you, Baba's sister. And like... Yep. Just she was fearless at that point. She brought everybody there. Mm-hmm. She's the one who destroys the slug inside Haku in the process of getting that tablet to bring back to Yubaba's sister. Yeah, Kamaji asks her to tells her to go stomp on the slug. She does. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. takes like, care of the baby. Like I think didn't the baby like grab her by the leg and 
Oh yeah, she she, she competently handles the, that. Threatens to break her arm. Yeah, yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Baby voiced by Tara Strong, um, famous voice actor. Does Harley Quinn in the Arkham games and oh. a bunch of other stuff. She's one of the Powerpuff Girls. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she does a ton of stuff. She's yeah, she's in everything. Yeah, uh, but all uh, playing a giant baby. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that sequence is that sequence is cool with Kamaji. Like I said, we don't have to go beat by beat, but I did want to point out how awesome I do Kamaji like that is. The first time you you meet him, I feel like that's when I really got drawn into the movie. Yeah. Um. Not that the beginning's not good, but um, it is like kind of typical. You know, like those parents, you're like, oh, okay, yep, they're going to the haunted theme park. As soon as they start smelling the food, I was like, they're gonna eat this food and turn to pigs, right? Is that what's about to happen? You know, they eat the food, they turn to pigs, and yep. And it was still very good, but at that point, I was like, I was enjoying it. But it was once she meets Kumaji and like has all this stuff happening. I'm like, whoa, okay, this world's like a lot deeper than what I originally thought. Like, there's mm. some cool stuff. I got to know more. Can we talk about the rivers? Because I sure I'm just kind of like confused with all the magical stuff that's happening with all the rivers in the movie. So the river in the theme park, they like filled. No, they uh, were building. Shihiro says they like. The river that Haku is, they filled in the river to build condos, right? Yes. Um, so that's another that, like. Right. So that's the thing. So that's the first time I'm just about pointing like, mm, yeah. Don't but don't first, develop housing. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, but anyway. So like when they first go into the, they cross over into the spirit world. They're saying, oh, it looks like they were building a river here, right? And then obviously when she turns around to go back, the river's too large; she can't cross it. Yeah. And then all the rain comes, and now instead of a river, it's a sea. Right. Yep. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's the river spirit that she helps that was covered in dirt and the polluted one. And then, you know, Haku's the river spirit. So like what's going on with the rivers? <laughs> like, oh, What does all this mean? In Japanese folklore, rivers have like a, a, a spirit, a river spirit associated with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like a pretty common thing for like, say, the, the whatever river has like the that spirit, like looking after it. Yeah. Um, so that's like, like a, a pretty common. Yeah. Type. Yeah. But how about the rivers like going into the spirit world? Like, why are they able to cross it easily and they can't go back? And why did it get bigger with all the rain? And well, that's just spirit world logic, right? Yeah. It's not going to tell you. Some people say that bridge was like <laughs> another theory of the movie was just like that was actually Chihiro dying and her crossing over to the afterlife. So that bridge was like the bridge into the spirit realm and then the the train was her like um like moving on or like mm. that was a like yeah because it's only like shades that are on the train yeah aside from them yeah i thought that was interesting too and, and no face takes the train too and like accepts that it like, doesn't come back yep yeah mm-hmm. right i, I think know. i think that's fair the bridge definitely has like something. Well, she can't breathe on it, right? Yeah. Which means, and if she breathes, they find out she's a human, which means no one else is breathing on it. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, mm. but, but yeah, to your point, like it's kind of maybe not normal, but fairly standard setup in the beginning, despite all like the obvious like Japanese consumerist yeah. subtext. Um, but yeah, once you see Kamaji, like this is different. And then. She actually goes up through the bathhouse to get to Yubaba, takes the elevator with the radish spirit, with the the best bro, that radish spirit, <laughs> and then talking to Yubaba, and then that's when stuff kind of like really d- dives into, wow, this is just really unique in a cool way. Yes. Because Yubaba isn't just 
plainly evil, right? There's some kind of code and rules to what she's doing, even though she seems to delight in intimidating, scaring Shihiro, she still, it gets like super motherly and stuff when a giant baby comes bursting through the wall and messes up her hair. Well, it's like classic uh, grumpy old person. Yeah, because she's yeah. like nice-ish to Jihiro later too. I wouldn't say nice, but yeah, she like, when like the stink spirit shows up, yeah. she is concerned with helping Jihiro help the spirit. I know, I guess it's yeah. a customer, so she's helping the spirit but she doesn't like just leave jihiro out to dry on it no she yeah she isn't just she's like a witch and she's introduced as if you go to this person she's gonna kill you but it's more just like a tough boss (laughs) 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 ultimately (laughs) it's just a portuguese parent sure been there Steal your name and your soul. And and uh, yubaba at the end like wants to help her with the um with finding her parents but she says like I, the contract yeah. says you need to do this exactly like, as a last and she almost uh, like seems like she feels bad about it i think i disagree there because i feel yeah. like she only feels she i don't even know what the contract she like tells haku like i'll let her go but i get to test her one more time i think she says she has to test her I think yeah she- before she before she leaves that's the deal they make is that mm-hmm. she'll test her one last time okay so she then when she comes back deal. and the baby's bow i think whatever yeah. the baby tells her like i won't if, like you anymore yeah, if you like do you this anymore. so and, all the people in the bathhouse are all pissed off at her yeah and she she does so say, she's like, like oh yeah okay like, i have I to do this. we have like it says but she could have made it an easier test it. right yeah like she could have amended it she didn't care as much about it wasn't like i want to be nice to jihiro as much as like my kid is not going to love me anymore yeah, if I do this. True. All my employees fucking hate me. Not like, oh, I feel bad now about this. Yeah, but still, she's not like some huge evil witch. She's just no. kind of like, yeah. <laughs> seems to be like, maybe she just has to be that ruthless to have the best bathhouse in the spirit world. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, the bathhouse business in the spirit world is cutthroat. It is. Just like real life, Jeff Bezos. This feels like heavy capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to shut this down. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking, but yeah, right. Yeah, there was that part. All the employees in the bathhouse have to like pee in bottles and stuff because yeah. they don't get bathroom well, they, they have to pee in the bath after you know the customers yeah. leave and then bathe in it. Yeah, when they're doing the bath, there's like a little camera that's watching them that keeps making up violations that they're doing even though they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, one one thing. I I the time frame that I think this takes place in. I think it's post World War Two. Japan. I just assumed it was contemporary with when it came out, but you could be right too. Just because um in Japan when like it was very prosperous, they opened up a bunch of amusement parks and then I think after the wars a lot of them closed down because people didn't oh, have money. Oh wait, 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 no it's not. So it's, I thought it's that present was more like day because oh, really? yes. Yeah, because the father says something about, "Oh, they opened up a bunch of these parks in the 90s and they all went oh, under." Oh, you're right. So it's got to be like when it came out in 2000 or whatever yeah. it was. When was World War 2? 1980? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess that no, 80, 87, 45. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, I believe I was like, "Yeah." yeah and I was like, "Wait, no, I was alive at the end of that." No wonder you guys are so bad at chronology. Yeah, history is not my forte. Our grandfathers were all like 45, 70 when they were fighting in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I want to give like a, a little bit of time to talking about the stink spirit thing, because that's when maybe the most 
blunt environmentalism comes into play mm. when she's just pulling garbage out and garbage and garbage out of this stink spirit. Yeah. But the whole sequence is so awesome when it's everyone can smell it coming, like Yubaba can smell it coming from across the town, basically. Yeah. And you're just like she has a huge nose. Yeah, she does, she does have, have a huge nose. nose. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just a sequ- it's just a situation where everyone's like, "Oh my god, I the stink spirit's coming." And you're like, "That means nothing to me, but I'm so stoked to see what's about to happen because yes. it's clearly a big deal to them." And then that sequence is awesome. Just all all that Shihiro has to do, it flooding the room and her having to climb up and then pulling everything out of it. And then like you said, Yubaba helping to direct them with the kind of semaphore flags. Yes. To uh, heave and ho. I think all the spirits <laughs> cheer at the end too. And there's like the way they animate them cheering is like really kind of comical and stuff <laughs> really and funny, lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. It's I, just. Okay. I was going to say, so they're just pulling all the trash out of it. And then at the end, it turns out it's a river spirit. They're inside like this sort of liminal water space, her and this mask that like looks maybe also like an old man's skull. <laughs> yeah. And it tells her, good job. And gives her medicine that makes you throw up. And then... <laughs> Dipicac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, right, yeah. It was never very clear about what that was supposed to do. Yeah. And then... Um, it's like just a brown ball. And her first thought is like, I'm going to try to eat, eat some of this. See what <laughs> happens. It's gross. And she didn't like it. Yeah. It no. didn't it's do gross. anything for It makes for you throw up. But it yeah. fixes everything. Yeah. So that comes into play thematically later with, you know, purging and all. But... Um, it flies out and just like such an explosion of like that really quiet moment. And then they're like, make way, open the doors and stuff. And then the huge dragon just like flies around and flies out the doors and out into the sky. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, man. Great movie. Great. <laughs> so that, cool. I love this face that Jihiro makes. Say, yes. It's the, the best the part. Spirit arrives. It's one of the like, animated oh, times hair stands where up. they get animated, where they're like the smell of the spirit, like, pushes her hair back and her face and Lynn brings the food and the food goes bad yes it goes by the food and the food like dies yeah and again Yubaba having I don't know who's setting the rules but having to abide by the rules she's at the door to greet it through gritted teeth and like a forced smile and her hair's crazy too and yeah she's telling Jihiro take care of the customer yeah take their money (laughs) yeah Yeah. take the nice customer's money yeah (laughs) The customer, the, the customer's always right. Exactly. Not going to turn away anybody. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is just about how bad it is to work in retail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciated how Lynn was, you know, they assigned her the shitty job of cleaning the giant bath. And she's like, we're going to use this herbal scrub because uh, the water's real murky and you can't see the gunk that's all left at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that oh, also feel feels bad. like working in retail. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bad retail job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we're just going to mask that. all the, the mess. <laughs> I'm not gonna clean that. No, just sweep it under the counter, sweep it under the aisles. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that I found interesting, Lynn. She's got to be a human, right? No, I, I think she's not. She is like the only one of the few characters that look human. You yeah. know, everyone else is kind of a toad person. Right? Well, she did that weird. I, I think she's like some kind of like weird spirit. Well, she toad the, thing because she like thing? ate the new like a frog. Yeah, I think she's some kind of spirit, but she's definitely the most human-y. Yeah, They're, her and the, all the girls in that room were all, like, human-esque. The girls Humanoid. didn't look like her, though. The girls were very clearly non They weren't as hot. They weren't as toad I think it was their right? face. Their face, yeah. they had, like, non-human faces. They were more cartoony than they were more, she was. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that that for me, so that's uh, Susan Egan, who does the voice for Lynn, who also did the voice for Meg and Hercules. Oh, I who, think she uh, sounded familiar. Uh, yeah. Who, for my childhood 
money is the most attractive voice in voice acting. <laughs> so, um, I was just saying, I just thought it was interesting that she seemed like she could be a human and they don't really yeah. like touch upon that though. Yeah. Yeah. And she f- fulfills like a big sister kind of role mm-hmm. too. And she's the one who kind of takes Shahira under her wing and also is kind of, I guess maybe in a big sister way, sort of tough on her at times, mm-hmm. but still ultimately is trying to help her. Yeah. Like helps her mature. Like how at yeah. the end she was like, I'm sorry, I called you a dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering if that was just like a bad like Japanese translation or if it was just I like actually. I have funny. to assume so. So the translation is to lip movement, not to like the actual words. Yeah. So I assume it's like a cooler line there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I called you a dope. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny though. I kind of hope it is, it like is really that. Funny. Honestly, but like, I was like, oh, that's got to be a, a translation thing. Yeah. I don't know because there is like some comedy in there, and yeah. all the little oh, comedic yeah. things they put oh, in yeah. there landed so hard for me. Mm. I think the eyes of a lot of the spirits, like all the ducks that are just have like I love no eyelid, just huge unblinking <laughs> eyes that just like are idly sitting in the uh, baths or whatever. Anytime they showed those instant comedy. Yeah, every time the ducks showed up, I was like, oh, look at look at those ducks, Greg. I love every, those yeah. ducks. The, the radish, too. The radish is great. Killed me. This is very great. When they yeah. decide they don't want to work anymore because yeah. you're all like, <laughs> helped one of them, they're all pretending to get like squished by their soot they're carrying. And they eat the little like sprinkles that Yeah, Lynn they feed them, them like <laughs> sprinkles and shit. And then when she comes back, when she kills the slug, too, and they're the fuck, the, they're reenacting. Yeah. They're reenacting the the like uh, the, her like little ritual to ward off the bad luck and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was dying. It's so funny. I did think that the end with like I don't know. There was a lot of things that were pretty anticlimactic. Like I thought the end with no face, where he the granny's just like, why don't you stay here with me? And they're like, oh, okay. I like that's the end of that. When she leaves to go to Zaniba, I feel like the movie picks up pace real quick all of a sudden. Like, yeah. And then Haku, she's just like, wait, I do know you. Like, this was your name. Your river got filled in. (laughs) And he's like, oh, this is great. This is totally fine. Like, no problem. She's riding Haku (laughs) through the air. And that's what, you know, she, he moves like water and she remembers being. Yeah. She's been having like flashes of memory of riding on, turns out, Haku at a much younger age when yes. she fell into a river. So she's when she riding was on him younger. and she remembers, you know, I, I fell in the, this river and something saved me. It must have been you. It was the Kohaku River. She tells him that has to be your name because you have to find your, remember your name in order to be able to like be free from the bathhouse. And like he's so shocked by this as she's riding him, he turns back into a human, but she's still riding him and he's going... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a torpedo <laughs> where her just like riding him still and I am dying like it's so funny looking and it is it's animated really well too though I think that's what makes it so it's not funny she doesn't like funny, continue but it just riding feels him so... they fall and it's like for a little the emotional while, climax of know, like the masterpiece of 21st century animation it kills me though because she she does she's sitting on him for a little bit yeah, until she starts bit, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a weird version of E.T. in front of the moon. That'd be a great gift. What kills me, though, is because it is. It's animated really well. So I'm like, if someone was a dragon and I was riding them and then they turned back into a human, this is how it would look. (laughs) Yeah. Like, exactly. This is exactly what it'd be like. And I guess she was excited to tell him. But if she knew he was going to not be a dragon, they'd fall to Earth. She probably would have waited until they got to ground. Yeah. I wonder if the person animating that, like, did it slightly differently. They were like, oh, let's, let me make it look like he's like, you know, flying in a better way. And then Miyazaki was like, no. 
No. You fall like a torpedo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a dead weight. After <laughs> that, the rest of that sequence is like staggeringly beautiful with them falling and their tears like going up in the air. It is, but like Pass I said, I did the baby mouse. I did the, feel a little disappointed that they were just bird. like, "Oh, that that's your name. You're the river. You were filled in and like they built apartments and he's just like, "That's fine. I'm going to be totally okay now." And it's like, "Oh, well, what I did you want from him? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just non-traditional that this just got pulled out of nowhere. Like the whole like, I f- fell into the river, your river got filled in, all that. The fact that you, there's no hints towards that, that that's happened. There's no way for us as an audience to know, like ever be able to figure this out kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it did kind of I don't think way. that it's bad, but it is, no. like I said, kind of non-traditional. Like, I feel like that's not something you'd normally expect. I kind expect. of want to watch it again and see if there, is, like, there are any I, And the hints. second time watching it, I was looking to see if oh, I, I could have missed them. Yeah. I'm not, like, super observant. If there was But I feel like wrong. if you were thinking about it, it, like, it's probably not there. And I think it's still fine. I did, I honestly even, I really like the ending. Um, it just it happened did, too fast. I think. The, the end did come a bit fast. Um... And the whole thing was a little weird. After watching it a second time, I'm happier with where No Face ends up, to be honest. Mm. That that whole sequence is really cool because, and we should talk a little bit in detail about the train ride sequence, which is one of maybe the most iconic image from the movie Mm -hmm. with them sitting on the train, her, No Face, and the, the morphed baby into the mouse and the harpy into the very tiny bird. So going into this movie, the only thing I knew was a picture of her on the train with no face, who is literally just, if you haven't seen it, he looks like a, the if you wanted to be a ghost for Halloween, you put a black sheet over your head and put a mask on. Yep. <laughs> so he's like this typical looking spirit. There's other spirits on the train. That's it. I was like, spirited away. It's going to be a bunch of spirits. It has something to do with a train. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder where they're going. going. Spirits get on a train, they go away. I think yeah. he said it was going to be spooky, like some kind of haunted movie. And I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I thought. But the train scene is really cool, especially too, because they like shift biomes essentially. Yeah. Because that, Zaniba lives that's, in, like, a swamp. that's one of the moments where it's like, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know why. And this comes after No Faces sort of um, purging rampage as Shihiro baits him to leave from from his most giant gluttonous. She gives him the medicine and he starts throwing up and shrinking in size and he's super angry and chasing Shihiro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into this like almost silent movie segment where they get on the train and it's just passing landscapes of flooded, you imagine maybe fields with like tiny islands dotting it with houses and you know, oh my God, it's just. It's just an excuse for him to paint. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but it, it works on me. I don't it know. It no, awesome. it was very pretty. It doesn't have much to do with anything. It's just like, yeah. Nice. yeah. And it feels like, I don't know, that kind of zen mindset you can get in on like a really scenic train ride. And they just yeah. like, all of a sudden, they just give you that. It's so I good. I like too, because they when they arrive at where Zaniba lives to return the seal, that um, it is like a different biome. You're in a swamp now. It's dark. And... The first thing you see is this like light post that's got like a that was really cool. foot that like hops. Yep. And it's very different than what you've seen in the bathhouse. And I feel like when you're in the bathhouse, once Kamaji comes and everything, you're like, wow, this is like a really crazy world someone's built. And then you go here and you're like, well, never mind. They fucking built two worlds. Here's another one. And like you already still had 
like questions about the bathhouse, like this world. You want, you're in that mode where you want more of it. And then they bring you somewhere else, and you're like, oh, great. Now I need to know everything about this fucking place. Like, this is so cool. That train ride was just like, what I imagine might happen if, well, the, I guess this solidifies the one of the theories, but what I imagine would happen if you were to die and, like, on your way to wherever you go after you die, it's just, like, this beautiful, like, mystical landscape of, like, going across the water without tracks and stuff like that. I got that like vibe of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was also interesting that she had all those like ghostly like spirits that were kind of just like riding the train and getting yeah. off at stops. And I don't know. It was an interesting vibe. Yeah. And, and honestly, anytime they show the train, once it's flooded out there and it's just times that Shahiro's just looking at the train way under her go across this sort of endless sea. I don't know, man. Good movie. <laughs> it's apparently really hard Just, to get tickets to the train, too. I was really yep, bothered that he gave her four so. tickets. She didn't yeah, need four tickets. Well, he's like, I'm not going to. He knew. I'm not going to fucking go anywhere. Yeah, he's not yeah. going anywhere. Wait, before I forget. Yeah, but Lynn wanted him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's not going anywhere either. Yeah, I guess yeah. she's not, right? She's going to live there forever. One thing that I I want to like watch again also to, to look at is uh, Yubaba mentioned like about no face who let him in here as if he wouldn't have been able to come in mm-hmm. if he wasn't invited like a like a vampire into a house yep. yeah and yep. I, I, w- I wonder like what the deal with that is yeah because they kept saying he was a monster which is weird because like a lot of the other spirits are like definitely monster like but he was a monster you know yeah, so, like, like, why could the stink spirit just walk on in i yeah. feel like it seems like there's a lot of rules in the spirit world yeah so maybe that's just one of them you know we like you can't just go into places kind of thing. But they didn't tell the stink spirit to go away. And he smelled like butt. Yeah. Well, he's a paying customer. True. Yeah. Yeah. No face could have been. You never yeah. know. Uh, okay. One thing I have a big question oh, about. Yeah. Maybe well, he was giving him gold. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they thought he was giving him gold. <laughs> well, they were, he was giving them dirt, but they thought it was gold. Yeah. <laughs> so he could have. Yeah. Um. Okay. My biggest question with the whole movie, I think, and maybe someone smarter than me can answer it. Why does she call you Baba Granny in the end? Um, I think that has to do more with Japanese culture of like, it's more of like a term for like that you referred to someone that you know, that's an older, like much older lady. I'm guessing the direct translation is something like more towards the the term. I think it's like Obasan in Japanese, which is like... so. It- it doesn't have anything to do with her sister then. So for anyone, for for our, our listeners, when she goes to the swamp, it's to meet with Yubaba's twin sister, Zaniba, who is exactly the same as her, but much friendlier. And she, Zaniba ins- says, please call me granny instead of Zaniba. So she's calling her granny. And then she comes back to see the angrier, meaner twin and is immediately calling her granny. And I w- was like, not confused by it, but I was like, this is something that I don't, you know what I mean? Because this is the end of Jahiro's journey and she's, you know, grown. And I was like, does this, is there some significance to this? I think, yeah. I mean, it's a recognition that like Shihiro is choosing to think of Yubaba in this whole experience in sort of a positive light, right? It's like oh, an okay. endearment, yeah, yeah, like yeah. term of yeah, endearment. It's, it's more of a term of endearment. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And, Real quick, 
when they're at Zaniba's and everyone's like making stuff at the table, I just love <laughs> that. In sh- I think it's a shot of when it's just on Shahiro Sen, you still see Zaniba's nose because it's just so big. Yes. It's just coming out of the side of the <laughs> yes. frame. It's it so obnoxious. Even when the camera, quote <laughs> yes. unquote, turns. Yes, you can still see her nose. <laughs> As a viewer, if you didn't show me her nose, I would not have thought twice. Like, hey, her nose should be here. <laughs> yeah. they, they like depicted what an actual camera. Like, you wouldn't yeah. be able to turn the camera out of the frame and, and get the nose out. The second walkthrough, um, watch through of this movie, Greg looked at uh. Baba and was like, there's not a character I've ever seen that I do not like drawn as much as this lady. <laughs> like, she is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, a really good thing to point out is Yubaba and Zaniba, a thing that you do in animation is draw simple characters because you have to draw them so many times and it's a two hour long movie and here's a main character that has <laughs> however many wrinkles and specific hairdo and these crazy exaggerated features. They were just unpleasant to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little In the bit. best way. So that big like wart in, thing. Intentionally yes. unpleasant. Yes. Yeah, I, in animation, you don't draw wrinkles like that. Even nope. if it's an old person, Definitely you'll do not. like one line on the face mm-hmm. and like white hair because yeah, that's yeah. like, that's so much She's work. So but so detailed. Yeah. It is also interesting because she is like super unpleasant, right? Like as a character in the beginning, like she's the, you know, the villain basically. But then she has a twin sister who's exactly, looks exactly like her, but is actually like really nice. Yeah. The animation of her turning into a bird was so cool. When she just like sucks in her arms and like wraps around her head. Yeah, wraps her like clothes around her and now she's a bird. Now she just uses her cloak to fly. Yeah, she flaps her (laughs) arms like her... It's like if I wrap my coat around myself yeah. and I like, try to flap try my to arms. Yeah. Yeah. We should mention uh, Yubaba and Zaniba, vo- voiced by Suzanne Plachette, who is like an iconic Hollywood legend. This was her last movie before she died in 2008. That's a good way to go. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean... <laughs> She was just spirited away. I was going to oh. say Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like seven years later, but yes. <laughs> Well, the movie wasn't popular at first, and once it did, you know, I think I think one thing that keeps everyone really interested in the movie is they tell you just enough, like you don't know just enough to keep you wanting to like keep finding out more or think about like, oh, why does this happen? And they keep giving you like just enough to like pull you along slowly throughout the movie. That's one thing I really noticed was like. Man, there's like a couple of things I don't know, but they they tell you just enough. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always like my favorite movies or just stories in general is when the world is built so well that you do get a lot from it, but you're also left with like a lot of these questions that I don't want to say they don't matter, but they're not like significant to the plot. Mm -hmm. It's like you just more questions about, oh, how does this world work? Like, you know, we're wondering like, you know, why can't uh, No Face go in the building, you know, in this... The bridge. Yeah, there's like probably 50 answers you could make up that all seem good. Um, so you really don't need an answer given in the movie, but like... It's just so And now questions. you're wondering like, oh, what other rules are there in the yeah. spirit world? And like... Like why are they only awake at night and they sleep during the day? And mm-hmm. yeah. I was always also like, I don't know why I've been thinking so much about the ferry that comes across. Um, and like... Mm. Seven seconds, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah. there's... 
like you yeah, don't I remember that you don't see it's at the um it's at the beginning when she yeah. tries to go back across the, the yeah. river and it's too big yeah the ferry uh, comes right across Haku finds oh her the, to give her the, food. Uh, the boat okay yeah. i was thinking of like an actual oh. flying ferry and i was like oh, oh no 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 there. no the ferry comes yeah. across and the spirits start coming out but you don't see them you only see their masks and then like as they get off the boat they start like coming like into view yeah um and it's just really interesting yeah, just so enough. Good. But it's like, were just they coming enough. from the human no. world, totally right? Yeah. You couldn't see them like, in the human they, world. Are they humans or? Yeah, are they like, humans those, that yeah. are being like All ferried the across the river, right? Are very like it's a varied amount of staff, and there's so many things. I'm like, well, why is there this? talking frog why are they all frogs <laughs> well, and they're yeah some why, like, why is there actual frogs when there's people who are kind of frogs yeah. and called frogs right. and <laughs> why is this frog work and not human work like yes. she talks about that sometimes <laughs> yes and like you know there's those kind of questions and like why are frogs so good at this they just are it's water-based i guess I don't know. sure i think that's really well observed that there yeah it just gives you just enough and it makes you want to really luxuriate in this world it's just so i don't know vibrant and really just every, every bit of it this looks so good yeah i don't know Miyazaki's good movie world building skills are just incredible yeah every movie pretty much has like encompasses like that entire world and really suck, puts you into that world and makes you want to know more i think those are the best the best kind of movies, the when they handle it like that, when it's not, there's no huge bars of text at the beginning of the movie. Oh, every night at whatever time, spirits come to this bathhouse. And- you picking on Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> That's different. That works with the style. But you well, know. we could do an episode on that. I still haven't seen Star Wars. Oh wow. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get that in. We will get. That I don't in really for want sure. to, but. Oh my god. That's all right. I don't have enough time to talk about how disappointed I am in you. <laughs> we'll only do like one Star I've been Wars movie my whole at life. a time. I, like I said, Portuguese parents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only do one Star Wars movie at a time. But but yeah, no, it doesn't, it trusts the audience, right? It trusts the audience and it doesn't condescend and it goes, it just tells you this is what's happening and it trusts that you're going to keep up and you do because it gives you just enough, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, those are my favorite because then I feel like you can get together like this and everyone's going to have a little bit of a different idea about a bunch of different parts of the movie and you can kind of like talk about it. Your imagination has to fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah. I love to do this because my imagination is not very good so I have my ideas. They're usually <laughs> wrong and then I hear all these other ones. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is way better. Now the movie it gets it's just better. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to watch it again. I feel like anytime mm-hmm. you talk about this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I got, oh, I didn't think of that. I'm going to go watch it with that in my mind now. Yes. And think about how obsessed Miyazaki is with calling other people pigs. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of greed in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. And different forms of it too, from just straight up gluttony to a sort of like neediness based greed to fit in or conform. And yeah, it's yeah. Some people good movie. said it was like a rep- good representation of the, the seven sins, seven sure. deadly sins. I was kind of like thinking Baba pride. Yeah, like you got avarice in there for sure. We all know that. Now I'm thinking that the movie ended so quickly. Like it all wrapped up so quickly because he spent the whole beginning like building this world and like, oh yeah, we're going to do this over here and this. And he's like, oh shit, now it's two hours long. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was, I guess, one of the production notes is it was going to be if they filmed everything he wrote for it about three hours long. So they had to cut a bunch of stuff out 
And it's funny the I know like okay, yeah. where's the director's cut? Yeah, and director's like, cut. I'll pay. Well, it probably would have taken them like two more years to animate another hour of it, right? But um, do it now. It'll be it a now. big hit. I mean, it would be. They've yeah. had twenty, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you've had twenty years. You know. Um, but it's funny to hear him talk about it because, again, this is just the way Miyazaki works. Is he's he said, yeah, we had to make it plainer and cut out most of the eye candy, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh. Wait. So, so to you, this movie looks boring. I guess. Great. Like, now the movie looks like shit. The most amazing looking movie released in the last twenty years. We were gonna so, make it yeah. the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, but I guess it'll just be like I this don't know, will have stunning. To do. <laughs> it was gonna be by far the best looking movie. Now it's just by a little bit the best looking movie. Or is that like somebody that's like embarrassed about their work? Like, oh, well, I made this, and you know, it's not very good. You, but you don't like... strike me as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I think feel so. like he would just be like, "Seems pretty." Good. You don't want to watch it? Right, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But hey, good movie. Anything else we want to hit on? Not. Oh. Not besides. Um, everybody needs to. If you haven't watched this movie, or it's been twenty years since you've seen it, you need to go back and watch it again. And if you've only seen this movie, you need to go and watch the rest of Miyazaki's movies. And if you've made it 80 minutes in and you haven't watched this movie before, you're clearly interested. So just throw it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah you, you could have almost watched the whole movie. We're not yeah, that you'd be, entertaining. You'd be almost done. Yeah. I think Haku is getting attacked by a bunch of flying paper birds right now. Yes. If you had started at the same time. I feel like we we should have tried to queue it up and just do a running commentary. But yeah. I feel like I have Next a long time. list of Next movies to watch. And I feel like I'm very picky. I've, I value my time very highly. I won't go see just any movie, to be honest. Ben over there and uh, um, (laughs) I won't go see just anything and I I would definitely recommend this movie if you have a backlog of movies move this one uh, up quite a bit just because my first film back from quarantine was Cruella doesn't mean I have low standards for what I see in theaters (laughs) sure it was available on Disney plus but I wanted to go to the movies it's hot and it's ready (laughs) it's hot and ready yeah, we stopped by Little Caesars on the way and said, I don't care. I don't care <laughs> Take it up off the floor. I'll eat it. Don't describe the quality of it. Yeah. I just want to know that it's hot and it's ready. Called up Disney and went, movie? Okay. <laughs> Tell me where. I'll be there. Huh. Anyway. Um, okay, if there's nothing else, let's transition. So this movie won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the 75th Academy Awards. Came out in 2001, but in America in 2002, or we're off by one year on that. I don't know. I think it is that. That's what it is, right? It came out in 2001, dubbed uh, American version yeah, in 2002, 2002, something like that. Um, it won the Ameri- the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It's, to this day, still the only non-English language animated film that's hand-drawn to win the award. Uh, other accolades is in the top 10 of the British Film Institute's top 50 films for children up to the age of 14. Weird qualifier. In 2016, it was voted the fourth best film of the 21st century by the BBC. And that was as voted on by 177 film critics from around the world. It was the highest ranking animated film on the list. In 2017, it was also named the second best film of the 21st century so far by the New York times. Wow. So yeah, without any qualifiers. Yeah. So it's just, 
everyone loves this movie. It, it changes lives. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever do a better movie than this on the podcast. Um, trying to figure out what to do for Thanksgiving. We might do Paul Blart Mall Cop. That'll be a contender. Um, so, yeah, what a great movie. Are you happy that you finally saw it? Are you happy that you finally revisited it? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I was um, very, very happy with it. Like I said, I've already watched it a second time. I would not be surprised if I watched this again. I think I want to go watch some of his other movies after this one, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously, you're not never regret a viewing of this film. No, no. I've seen it within the past year. Was that the first already. time uh, in like a theater yep. you'd seen it? So cool. I'm really happy we did that. Same. Uh, we all would recommend it. It's, I'm just going through the list, but yeah, obviously we'd all recommend it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this won the um, second ever animated feature award at the Academy Awards. The movie that won the first one um, was Shrek. So this so this category... Well Whoa. <laughs> this category was designed by the Academy and everyone thought, oh my God, Pixar and Disney, they're going to win every year. You'd already had the first two Toy Stories at this point. And what else had come out at that point? Maybe the first Incredibles? Um, so now I'm off on that. Whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> So everyone thought like Disney and Pixar, they're just going to run away with it. And the first two years, Shrek, which changes American animated movies for about 15 years or so. Changes America. Changes America. Ever. Not like not overstating it, changes animated movies in the course of it. Sends Disney into probably their lowest period in animated movies since pre-golden era in the 80s. Um, yeah, so the next year is this one far in hand drawn film. And, uh, I'm sure Disney gets on the horse after that, but it's just funny. The first two don't do it. Academy's like, wow, we are wrong. It's not just gonna be Disney and Pixar every year. And then every year after that, it was (laughs) seriously, it's going to be Shrek and Shrek two and the third. Um, so in, in honor of that, the, this game is called Shrek it away. Uh, it's a pretty short one. And oh yeah, yeah, we play games at the There's always a game. You haven't listened to all these episodes. You'll notice that not all of them have games. Those are the ones where I couldn't think of one. Oh, <laughs> um, all the ones I've done have yeah, games. Yeah, the ones you've done have had them. <laughs> so I thought that was just the staple. Yeah. Well, I think it's a pretty easy game, and I think it's pretty short, but you'll see why, because I do have a discussion topic at the end that if we have time we'll get to. An essay question. Yeah, an essay question. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll mix these up. Shrek it away, you have to tell me if a character I'm describing is from Shrek or Spirited Away or both. Oh. Um, so let's start. Donkey. Uh, both. <laughs> let's start with an easy one. <clears throat> a large character who smells terrible that everyone hates. Both. <laughs> yeah, it's both. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Shrek and the Stink Spirit, who are spiritually related, really. Mm. <clears throat> A dragon who forms a close relationship Both. with a human. Spirit away. Spirit away. Oh, wait. Donkey. Uh, donkey's a donkey. Donkey's a donkey. He's a donkey. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> you <yeah>. forgot that? <laughs> I, was like, I was wondering, is Fiona a person or is she an ogre? Well, the that, dragon doesn't have a close, close relationship with all the right, dragon. All right, all yeah. right. Well, just I all the main characters. I was thinking, I was like, well, Warden Prisoner, you? maybe, but. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I meant, I was talking about Donkey and the, I I the, the dragon with the eyelashes. Yeah, before you said person. I'm, I'm just both. being a jerk. 
<laughs> just being a jerk. <laughs> uh, a personified sweet that is violently interrogated. Personified what? Sweet. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. Oh, yes. Gingerbread man. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they break his legs. Okay. And I think they kind of like waterboard him with milk. <sighs> I think so. Yes. <laughs> Very topical. Good Get job, off Shrek. His leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a dragon who forms a close relationship with an animal. Shrek. That's Shrek, yeah. yeah that's Shrek. Uh, a, a character who is kind of like an onion. Shrek. Shrek. Both. Both. Oh, no, the rat spirit. <laughs> the spirit. <laughs> He's no. kind of like an onion. <laughs> he is kind of like an he onion. Is. It's you a root can vegetable. Yeah, it's a root vegetable. <laughs> you can substitute radishes for onions in some I went, recipes. I if went people, out on a limb there, and I was gonna, I was like, yeah. maybe that's if people are onion. sensitive to onions, you can sometimes substitute radishes and like salads and such. Um, um, a number of pigs that are also related to each other. Both. both. Yeah, of course it's both. I was thinking, like, are the three little pigs related? They could just be like friends. Neighbors. They don't live yeah, together. They could just be boys. <laughs> they very specifically. I figured they're brothers, so that's I why I wrote the question. Depends on which one you read. Yeah. Yeah. We won't argue. Um, <clears throat> a character that has an unusual amount of limbs and moves a blanket. Spirited away. I think it's just spirited away. Yeah, it's spirited away. Yeah. It's like, I don't <laughs> think that information is trying to throw you off. I know. I was like, is there right. like a spider or something? But no. No, you got it. Uh, all right. Last one <clears throat> is a bonus one. Which of these best animated feature winning movies is generally credited with starting the worst trend in 21st century children's movies, ending with a dance party completely unrelated to the plot of the movie? Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was Shrek. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, so that's it. Everyone wins. Somebody um, once told me yeah, the world. I was going to say, which one of these has a soundtrack that features All Star? Both. Oh, yeah. I wish it was yeah, both. Yeah, it's both. Didn't yeah. you hear the alternate alternate ending of Spirited Away? I'm sure somebody's made some kind of weird YouTube video about this. Haku just starts breaking, breaking <laughs> yeah. the song. Everyone's just like dancing directly at the camera for some reason. Yeah, it's great. Um, so the discussion topic that I have written here because that's a pretty short game. So I'd say we still have a few minutes left. Why do you hate Muppets? <laughs> I told you they're the poor man Sesame Street. It doesn't make sense. Those are I, also Muppets. I only have <laughs> one not. statement about one, one response about that. Fuck the Muppets. Oh Fuck the God. Muppets. Elmo could oh fucking God. kick the shit out of Kermit any day. This doesn't make Elmo's any sense. Hard. I mean, what do you mean it doesn't make any sense? I I've always hated the Muppets. Like when I was younger, I watched the like Muppet Christmas movie or whatever, and I would. Oh my God. I turned it off. I was like, this sucks. Ben's we will be doing that off. in a few weeks. <laughs> I will not <laughs> be on that episode. Yes, you will. Oh, toys, have you seen fucking sold? They're That's for fair. adults. You're talking about a kids thing. What do you mean they're for adults? They're for adults. They're for mature adults yes that's right <laughs> yeah little stuffed dolls how many episodes They're does so fucking muppets have you know what i mean how many fucking... episodes of the muppets yeah how much I know, how... a lot a lot you know how many fucking episodes of sesame street there are All of those them. are also muppets they are not the they're, muppets. Not, they're not muppets no. they're muppets it's all from the muppet factory it's jim henson no mm, they're not trademark no. muppets though jim henson they're makes things that are definitely not muppets. are they yes. if i was to google elmo would it say elmo is a muppet on Wikipedia? No. He's a monster. You probably already looked this up. <laughs> I agree. He's a monster. <laughs> He's a menace. That's what hey, he is. Hey, don't you talk that way about Elmo. He ruined Sesame Street. We all agree. 
Elmo ruined Sesame Street? Yeah, I think was, Renly was, would be there. We all loved Grover, and then Elmo came along, and he blew up way too much, and he's clawing, and everyone hates Elmo. Hey, it's oh, Elmo's world, okay? okay? I don't know. If there's anyone out there who's an absolute Muppet fanatic, then you don't have to take my advice and see Spirited Away, okay, if we're you know just on that much of a different page. <laughs> oh, here we go. A whole article on why the Muppets suck. Google says Elmo is a red Muppet character. No. It read puppet character? What, Google? Like, someone said it, or... Google said it. They're not the Muppets. Capital T, capital M. They're Muppets. Not the Muppets. They can be. (laughs) The Muppets are the poor man's Sesame Street. That is... Sesame Street is just so pure. Muppets are the thinking man's Sesame Street. (laughs) I disagree. If you're still stuck on one, two, three, and ABCs, then sure, enjoy Sesame Street. You know what kind of topic Sesame Street if, covers? They cover some deep ass topics. Well, yeah, the there was that time it. James Gandolfini was afraid to go to sleep in the dark. That was great, <laughs> but the time Mr. Hooper died, and they have to explain to Big Bird how death works. Mm-hmm. On the Muppets, there was the time Jim Henson died, and they had to explain to each other who Jim Henson was. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting watch. This is this whole person on was this Vice? I think there's like four thousand episodes of Sesame Street. Wrote about why he like hating the Muppets, and he's like, oh, whenever I say it, people will ask why I don't like the Muppets, or they'll insist that I haven't seen the right episodes or something, and want to introduce me into their weird little puppet loving cult. To which I say, fuck you. The Muppets aren't green eggs and ham, and I'm not the guy who kept refusing them for no reason. And Sam I Am was an annoying little cocksucker anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's coming for Dr. Seuss, too? No means no, Dr. I don't know. <laughs> Sam I Am. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love the Lorax, so. <laughs> but I, I do love Dr. the Lorax. I do. I guess Dr. Seuss is a different conversation, though. Yeah. There's a fun museum in Springfield now. I know. So Wait, really? Yep. Yeah. Oh. The Muppets suck. Yeah, moral of the story. Period. I disagree. You disagree. The Muppets are fine. They're just not as good as Sesame Street. Mm, not, uh, that's too light of a statement. <laughs> For you, yeah. For me, yeah. You don't have children, so. You don't either. Yeah, I feel like we're the experts yeah, well, on the Well, I'm topic. just saying, oh, like, at oh, least yeah. you're consistent. They have a terrible warped brain. Yeah, I watched, understand. I, I watched tried a lot to show of our daughter the Muppets, uh, and she can't even make it. Sesame Street. She can't even make it 20 seconds They're not for it. her. <laughs> They ain't for adults either. Yeah, but well, if they were Muppets, then she would like them, wouldn't she? Right? Says she likes Sesame Street and they're Muppets, right? So oh, she should yeah, like the Muppets. regular Muppets. She doesn't. She hates them. Well, I guess she has bad taste. <laughs> wow. <gasps> we might lose uh, fans off of this. <laughs> I don't know. We turned the Muppets Christmas Carol on for thirty seconds. Don't like this. Well, yeah. <laughs> it starts with Michael Caine in her defense. She's got to age into that. That level of like her suit masculinity. Viewers, Corey, because all the we'll get all the Muppet haters and all the Sesame Street haters. Oh, true. I don't hate Sesame Street. I think it's just a mm, you're either you it's love a it or weird you hate take. It. We all hate what it's become, obviously. But classic Sesame Street before Elmo ruined it is Whoa. is like unimpeachable. We all agree. Don't let Renly here. Um, <laughs> that is strong. Listen, is that a two way receiver? She <laughs> better hope not. I don't know. Elmo just has like millions of fans, but yeah, and the Muppets don't. No, they, they have one. They hung out with Michael Caine that one time. They made a great movie. <laughs> I do enjoy Muppets Christmas Carol. Good. Oh, all right. This is I a good place to end it. That take. 
No, I just really didn't it's a enjoy good it. Movie. I, I so strongly disliked it as a child that it like has stuck with it's me. It's the best Christmas Carol. Yeah, that pig what? is not a good character. That pig. The, the pig. <laughs> she has a name. She has a name. <laughs> what is it like, Pam? <laughs> is it Miss she Piggy? She looks like a Pam. <laughs> What's the What is the name? Miss Piggy. Like you were oh. almost there. <laughs> uh, it was Miss Piggy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I only know Kermit. She doesn't even have a fucking fo- name. That's just what you are. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, her name can't be Miss Piggy. She is a pig, is what I'm thinking. So is the guy who loves Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. Okay, Bird is his last name. That's true. <laughs> Piggy is her name. Yeah. It's like Because he has his cousin, Cousin Bird, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That is weird. To be fair... My vet's name is Mrs. Bird or Dr. Bird. Oh, maybe he's Big Bird's cousin. Yeah. yeah Dr. Bird didn't go to medical school for all of you guys to be called Miss Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think the podcast has ended at this point. I think so. uh, thank you guys so much for being on the Spirited Way episode. Uh, I honestly don't know if we'll do a better movie. I mean, I love Alien a lot, but of the movies we've done so far, this is probably tops for me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how you guys feel, but I assume similarly. Tops for me in life, so. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on. We'll catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks. Later.